The congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Every time I am confronted by this word from Christ, I'm perplexed. Luke chapter 6, verses 37 and 38. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And immediately I cry to my Lord, how is this even possible? And if we take the verses before, love your enemy, do good to those who hate you, that is not the way that I was brought up in this world. That's not the way the world would have me taught. No, the world would have me taught eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That's a quote from the Old Testament, isn't it? So what's happened, Jesus? What's changed? I like eye for eye and tooth for tooth. I like when people get what they deserve. It just makes sense. It just feels right. And that Jesus, let's be honest, is actually the definition of justice. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. And so here you come and say, don't hate those who hate you, but love your enemies. And I'm flabbergasted. Who can do this? How is this even possible in our world? And don't even start with business and practices and business. This ain't going to cut it. So what's Jesus doing here? What's Jesus saying? What's He teaching? What's He trying to convey to the believers, to those who were there, to those who were listening to Him, to us today, what is He trying to convey? Well, God's manner and God's mode has always been to have those who are called get a glimpse for what it's like to be God. That's what's going on here. Jesus wants you to know just a glimpse of what it's like to be Him. Go back to the Old Testament, and we'll just take one prophet. You can take any one of them that you want, but every prophet, when they're called by God, they are going to find out, and God is going to cause them to realize and to understand what it's like to be God. I'll just take Hosea as one example. Hosea is called by God, and then God says, Hosea, I want you to know what it's like to be me. So you will go and marry Gomer. Now, Gomer is unfaithful. 
She cannot be faithful. She will not be faithful. She will actually have relations with just about any man that she'll come in contact with. And not only that, but she will sell herself to men and you, Hosea, will have to go and actually buy her back from the men that she sold herself to. This is what it's like to be God. My people sell themselves to every other God. Now you know what it's like to be God and to love something unfaithful. Who? Who's the unfaithful prostitute that despises God and sells himself to every other God in the world? Uh-oh. Me. I've done that. When I sin, I prostitute myself to everything and anything apart from God. And I break God's commandment. Wow! Okay. So judge not, lest you be judged. I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And verse 5 is going to be the, the um, verse that we want to get to, but we're going to start with verse 1. So judge not, lest you be judged. Paul says, So then, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ, and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts. At that time, each will receive his praise from God. It's very simple. Don't judge. Judge not. We are not in the position of judge. Now, what does that mean how is that like God? God does not judge us and our sins. Not directly. He judges, but not us. Who does God judge? He judges His innocent Son, Jesus. And the judgment that we deserved is now placed on Jesus. If you don't judge, now you know what it's like to be God who does not judge either because he's already judged his son. Forgive. Okay. What's it like to be God? Go to Matthew chapter 18 and let's see what it's like to be God. Matthew 18 verses 21 and 22. <clears throat> Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. How often are we to forgive according to Jesus? Well, we're at 76, right? So you get one more. No, that's not what it means. 
It means every time. It means to forgive always. Every time. That's, that's God. God forgives every time. He does it through His Son, Jesus Christ. God forgives us. Now, if we forgive others, we now know what it's like to be God to forgive somebody who is actually, in and of themselves, unforgivable. Oh, that's me. I am sinful and unforgivable, and yet God, through Jesus Christ, gives to me forgiveness then I am going to withhold forgiveness from somebody else? Heavens, no. If I have been forgiven in this way, with no merit or worthiness in me, then how could I withhold forgiveness from anybody? I can't. Now we know what it's like to be God. Give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, uh, poured over in your lap. It will be more than you could ever possibly contain. Now, my sinful human mind, when I hear this, I think about money, I think about cars, I think about houses, I think about power, I think about people liking me, all these things. That has nothing to do with this, what God's going to give to us has nothing to do with earthly wealth or worldly goods. Give and it will be given to you is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He did what? He gave. He gave. He gave His one and only Son that whoever, whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So God has given to us His Son, Jesus Christ. What in the world then can we withhold from God and anyone who has need? That's a good question. Are you in need? Are you in need of this forgiveness? If you are already righteous and perfect, then you have no need for Jesus Christ to save you from your sins. I'm needy. I'm a sinful person. You are needy because you are a sinful person. And God gives in accordance with your need. He gives His Son, Jesus Christ, and now your sin is atoned for. And now you have this God-given ability to do three things. To give, as, you have been, as it has been given to you, Jesus Christ. To forgive, as you have been forgiven. And to not judge, just as God's judgment is now not upon you. All because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of God, it transcends our ability to understand. Keep your hearts and your minds always and ever focused on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.